Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fog Dog and Bastion. Uh, it's been a, I feel like I always say this, but it's been a really weird few weeks. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a good couple of weeks since the last episode, but we're back with a bang. How are you going, Bastion? Good, good. I'm here with my potato friend <laughs> and we're here to talk about this outdoor season kind of as a whole because it, man, it just went by so fast, but. Yeah, it really has. Um, we're definitely going to talk more about this in a few minutes, so stick around. But um, pretty much I have raced twice this outdoor season, two different meets, and that is my outdoor season done. Um, we're going to go into a bit more detail, but if you want to find out, uh, stick around. Um, and in a few minutes, we'll kind of go into a bit more detail about why my NCAA season is done and potentially my NCAA career. So yeah um stick around for that we'll explain in a bit more detail soon um but yeah how are you feeling this weekend bastion just quickly uh going into conference champs we'll talk about that more but uh feeling good training going well yeah training is going well i'm feeling good the last like two or three days have been just so rough because it went from like being 50 degrees to being like 95 and humid the last three days and it's been brutal just trying to like adjust as quickly as possible because like you're panicking a little bit because you you're like in your head, I have to get this adjustment done before the race starts. Yeah. And like, it's almost just impossible to, and like, it's something that probably the whole field is going to be dealing with, but yeah, man, it's just like, it's a little bit of a confidence deflator when you're doing like less impressive workouts than you want because of the heat. So yeah, that's just something we're all mentally dealing with right now. But besides that training has been going well, I'm not injured not in the hospital. So that's good. <laughs> that makes one of us. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's good to hear. It, it is pretty hectic, the heat right now. Like I'm, I'm not even running right now more to come on that soon. Um, and yeah, like walking to a team meeting today, it's just like, you get absolutely smashed as soon as you walk outside. It's just like a wall of hot air at the moment. So hopefully that will calm down a little bit over the next few days. But, um, Anyway, let's kind of dig straight into it. Um, Brian Clay, probably what, three weeks ago, maybe even four weeks ago now, um, we headed off to California. Um, Brian Clay, historically known as being a pretty good opportunity to run a fast 1500. Um, talk us through it, Bastin. What were the goals going in? Um, well, the goal number one is just the same goal that I'm pretty sure every athlete has their first meet of the year. It's just, hey, let's just get that regional qualifier out of the way so that we can just have kind of a stress-free outdoor season, not have to worry about that kind of stuff. And for those of you that don't know, a regional qualifier is top 48 in both the West and the Eastern divisions of the NCAA. So like Des Moines, Iowa, Drake is considered West. It's kind of like one of those border states, but we're considered in the West side of the NCAA, which is kind of unfortunate. It's a little bit harder. But both Fog and I went to Brian Clay. We got that job done. And then I was kind of hoping that, hey, maybe if it's a great day, I can get a U.S. trials qualifier. But obviously that didn't happen. But yeah, what were your goals going into it? Yeah, pretty similar, I think. Um, yeah, running a regional qualifier, I thought would be kind of worst case scenario out of that day. Um, the NCAA is so strong now that it's probably going to take 342 to qualify. Um yeah, I mean, it's already down at 342 mid, I think, for number 48. Obviously, a few people do scratch and it goes down to maybe number 50, 55, something like that. Um, 
but it is going to be around 342. So I knew that pretty much worst case scenario, even if we didn't run well, didn't feel good, 342 is in the wheelhouse now. We know we know how fit we are. We know how quick we can run. And 342 would be, I think, a pretty average day. So I was, I was fairly confident we would achieve that. Um, but it's always nice to, you know, tick that off. And it's, it's not an easy task. Like it's something you have to do if you want to be running at regionals, um, and, and nationals, obviously you have to get that mark. Um, so definitely that was a big goal. I knew in saying that we were both capable of running quite a bit quicker. I wanted to run something like 335, 336. And I hate saying that because obviously for anyone who knows, neither of us ran 335 or 336 <laughs> um but i think we we gave ourselves during the race as good of a chance as we kind of could have done well, um yeah you did <laughs> yeah yeah i had a real crack and you know sometimes it's the way it goes but we we definitely had a bit of a weird lead up to that race um for anyone who saw the YouTube video on my channel, um, you probably already know all about this, but um, basically we were in the hotel all day. The meet was getting delayed. Um, we thought it was going to be really delayed. We left the hotel pretty late thinking we had about an hour and a half to two hour delay. Um, and then we turn up at the track with at least kind of an hour to chill before we had to warm up. And on the way there, we found out that it was quite a different story. Um, yeah. And we had to warm up immediately after getting out of the car, just after we kind of had our final like meal that we'd usually have a few hours out from racing. So yeah. How was that? That's been a bit of a, bit of a weird one. That was miserable. Um, and I hate to like make excuses after having bad days. Cause that's just like any runner can make an excuse after a bad day, but man, I already have pretty bad stomach problems. That's probably my biggest fault as an athlete. And so eating, uh, eating dinner really yeah, like an hour before my race was just an absolute nightmare. I remember jogging in the warm up right after we got out of the car, which is like 10 minutes after I'd eaten a couple of peanut butter sandwiches, oatmeal, granola bars, bananas, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. just trying to trying to, I guess, run it out of your system and like, just not really think about it, but it just sits there like a rock. And it was to the point where like after the warm up, I tried to go into the porta potty and just get it all out the hard way. Yeah. yeah. But it either way. Yeah. But it just didn't work out for me. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say that that affected me physically, but it really affected me mentally as well. It was just something that was bothering me the whole warm up, bothering me during the race. And yeah, it, it really got to my head, but, um, what, what was the worst part about that for you? Because yeah. was it the eating? Was it the mental aspect? It honestly, like, I would say I, I don't have a perfect stomach. Like sometimes I do have, do have problems, but I wouldn't say I have them quite to the level you do most of the time. And I think more of that for me was mental, um, kind of like getting out of the car. I love being able to get to a meet, you know, chill out, put the legs up for a bit, maybe do a few stretches, just like walk around a bit before actually warming up. And usually we warm up like 55 minutes to an hour before. And we, we literally drove what 40 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes yeah, yeah. from the hotel. We got there and we had 50 minutes before our race. So already our like warm down has been cut down from what it would normally be. And we've literally just got out the car as well. So I think honestly during warm up during the race, like 
I actually ended up feeling pretty good, but just the whole mental thing, um, I struggled with a little bit. And I think it was kind of a good way of practicing, like not ideal lead up to a, to a meet. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I can honestly say I've never had anything as stressful as that before. And like, when you're, when you're going to a big meet like that, like you want to have everything going perfectly, you know, you want to make sure you're giving yourself the best chance you can to run fast and when that was happening it feels like a bad dream you know those dreams where either you can't run or you're like naked at work or like like it just felt like a bad dream just everything wasn't going right we turned up we had to immediately warm up but through throughout the course of the warm-up when I was like feeling decent I kind of talked myself into it a bit more and when the when the race actually started I guess we can kind of go through the actual race a little bit for anyone who didn't see it um I tucked in maybe fifth-ish, like behind, basically right behind John Davis and the NAU boys. So, um, and the two paces up the front as well. So um, as soon as I was tucked in, I was tucked in right behind Nico Young, I think. Um, And I was actually like, all right, I feel pretty decent here, to be honest. Um, I went through 800, probably 155 high, maybe 156 low. Like it was quick. And at 800, from 800 rounds to the K, I moved up past Nico Young, Drew Bosley, and John Davis, who they'd all slightly dropped off the pacer and John Davis. Um, uh, sorry, and Abdi Hammond. No, <laughs> yeah, they'd all they'd all dropped off Abdi. Um, so I moved up, and I was like, I was moving up, and I was feeling great. And then we came to the bell, and I was like, oh my god, I don't feel so good anymore. Three hundreds go. Yeah, from there it went pretty pear shaped and. With a hundred to go coming into the home straight, I was still in second. Um, Abdi had broken away a little bit, um, but I was still in second and I ended up coming seventh in the heat, I think. Um, John Davis came around me with 90 meters to go and he ended up running 336 high. I was 338.1. So that last 100, 150 was not ideal, but I, I'm glad that I gave myself a real chance to go quick um, just for the future. I need to maybe be a little bit more conservative or learn to you know not be an absolute vegetable with a hundred to go because that <laughs> that last hundred must have been pretty slow but that's the way it goes sometimes um yeah what about you usual tactics <laughs> yeah i was i was out in dead last um i was planning on going out in like the middle of the pack to like try something new during that race but with all the hectic crap that was going on like beforehand and stuff i was like you know what just just have an okay day. <laughs> like, I'm going to get out and last, just do what I always do, do the routine, get in last with the lap to go, just see how far I can move up. And that race probably stringed out a little bit more than I would have liked it to. And I was a little bit in my head too much, probably the whole entire time. So with the laps to go, I was still in last, but I, I kicked my way up to eighth. I finished one second behind him. Fogs being pretty modest. He got the new school record that day running 338.1. Took it off myself. Yeah, which is, <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good. But again, it's not what either one of us really wanted. Like he ran 338, I ran 339. And like we knew in the back of our head that that would be the best opportunity we really had all year to like run a trials time, like which is a trials time is below 337. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of our big chance this whole year to run a really, really quick time because for the rest of the year, you're kind of just focusing on place. Like Drake Relays is a good meet to win. And then conference is a good meet to win. Regionals is a good meet to win. Yeah. Nationals is a good meet to win. So like, yeah, yeah this is just a big, a big day to really focus on time. And neither one of us really got it, but we 
kind of got it. We got like the base goal and that we made regionals, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it could have been worse, but we both knew as soon as we were done, like there was so much more there. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully at some point we'll, we'll realize that and, you know, run something pretty quick. Um, but as Baston was saying, that's kind of like the, the one really good chance that we felt like we had in saying that uh, two weeks after that, which is what we'll move on to now, um, our big home meet, um, Drake Relays, hasn't kind of been on properly since before COVID. Uh, it happened last year, but it was kind of like weird, not a big crowd. People had to wear masks, stuff like that. So it was good to have it back. Um, it was our first Relays, really, at Drake. Um, first and last for me, um, potentially. Well, probably not last for Baston. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had this meet at home and we both ran the 1500 again. Um, decent field, decent pacing plan. Um, and when it came to it, it ended up being like a pretty windy night. Um, that I'll let you speak on it. I'd say it went pretty, pretty well for you. It was a solid day. Yeah, it, it did go really well for me. Like I raced it really well. Yeah. I think um for the conditions that were happening that day and just for like basically for everything leading up to it, like there were like 20 mile an hour wins that day and the pacer really didn't go out that fast. So like for for that situation, I think I ran that race perfectly. Like that was as good as I could have possibly ran it. Like it's weird because I ran 339 at Drake Relays and I ran 339 at Brian Clay. I ran the exact same time. You were 0.03 apart, I think. Yeah. 339.08 at Brian Clay and 339.11 at yeah. Relays. So I literally Man. ran pretty much the exact same time. And like, I couldn't have more opposite emotions to that. Like yeah. I was so pissed about Brian Clay and I was so happy about Relays. Yeah. And it's just because like, I mean, conditions allow different times and different days. And Drake Relays was just one of those days where it was going to be harder to run fast. So... We kind of knew that going in after like everything that kind of happened. But I mean, at the end of the day with the laps to go, I focused on getting the win and I got it. So that was awesome. And then, yeah, kind of the next day, the DMR, how did you feel doing that? Yeah. Um, pretty tired. Like I had a real crack. I ended up coming fourth in the 1500. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Just one of those days. Uh, <laughs> I ran 341. Um, for fourth, which is like, uh, it could be worse, but it wasn't ideal. Um, yeah, I don't know. But then, uh, for the DMR, I was like, I was pretty tired. I always sleep terribly after racing. Um, so that was no different. I was up like reasonably late. Um, and yeah, I just couldn't really sleep. So Coming back to the DMR, um, I ran the 1200 leg. Uh, we had a sprinter on the 400. Poor, our teammate, uh, he ran the 800, then Baston um, closed with the mile. Rounded us in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did we end up? 10th, maybe? Something like that. Oh, um, it was brutal. I actually ended up having a solid run, though. It was so windy again. So windy in, the, in the home straight. Um, so I just thought, right, I'm going to tuck in this time. Like, I'm just going to relax and tuck in for at least kind of the first five, six, 700. Um, and I ended up tucking in until 700 and then 500 out, obviously 1200 legs. So at 700, you've got a home straight and a lap to go. I really made a pretty strong move and yeah, just went for it and held the lead 
uh, into the second leg. Um, Caleb, the sprinter, had a really solid leg. He split like 47 high for his 400s. Yeah, so, he did well, yeah. Um, per 155, I think, and then... yeah. Big PB for you in the 1600. Huge, yeah. 409.9, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, which is massive for me. No, that's about what? Equivalent to 12 seconds slower than I ran the previous day in the 1500? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe more. Yeah, so obviously not good at all. But um, just the way I was at, um, by the time I got the baton, I was in like, what, like fifth or sixth place? And I tried to make a lot of moves early to kind of like come back to have like some kind of miracle and making moves into the wind for those of you guys that know running. And even for those of you guys that don't trying to pass people when you're going against like 20 mile an hour winds, like that takes a lot out of your legs. And then with a lap to go, you usually pay the price for that. And boy, I sure did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah, you definitely did pay the price for it. But like at the end of the day, that's, a dmr it would have yeah. been cool to like win it at drake relays but obviously like it it isn't the be all and end all the plan yeah. was you know we'll do that and then we've got conference obviously this weekend um then regionals like there there's kind of bigger fish to fry i guess so, yeah yeah um even though it would have been nice to have won that dmr like no one really cared that much so yeah on to the next one as they say um so yeah kind of weird after that the next one uh might not be for some time for me hopefully i'll come back for like the european season but um basically uh touched on it earlier um following drake relays we kind of had a few days to chill out like we didn't we didn't have oh we had one day off just the sunday and then we were back running monday we had a workout tuesday um, really solid workout. Actually, we went indoor cause it was cold and really windy. Um, just standard Des Moines, um, chilly, very windy. So we went indoor for this workout. I was already feeling a little bit strange, but I thought I'd, you know, have a crack at doing a workout and that's what we did. Um, 12 by 800 on a one minute recovery on our indoor track. Um, in what were we two seventeen, two eighteen average? Um, yeah. Yep. Just like cruise intervals, Jay, our coach, absolutely loves them. It's a good way of getting in some good volume. That's six miles of work, like 9.6K running uh, 218 per 800, just short recovery. Um, so I got through that. Uh, and then, yeah, the next day I kind of started to get a really sore stomach. Um, so on Wednesday night, that was... I thought, you know, it would just be a bit of a stomach ache. It would be gone by Thursday morning. Thursday morning came around, wasn't gone. Um, so throughout Thursday, I was kind of like, oh, it'll hang around maybe another few hours. And, you know, by tonight, as in by Thursday night, it'll be gone. Um, it wasn't. It hung around. Um, I didn't eat anything from Wednesday night until Thursday night. Nothing at all. I just didn't feel hungry. Um, and I, I ended up getting like a Jimmy John's sandwich. Um, and I ate one Jimmy John's sandwich, um, Thursday night thinking, you know, this will make me feel better. I'll be good by Friday morning, Friday morning came around. Sorry to drag this out. And I still didn't feel good. Um, really, really not good actually. Um, and Jay, our coach had asked kind of, where's the, where's the pain. And I pointed down to like the lower right area of my stomach. And he was like, that's, not ideal it could be your appendix and um i kind of brushed it off and just thought there's no way like it it won't be my appendix you know those things just 
don't happen. Especially like, like training every day. Like, oh, it's got to be something running related. Exactly. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Just, it won't be my appendix basically. So Friday morning, uh, Jake, you know, he asked how I was going and I was like, yeah, not good. Um, so I went and saw our trainer. Um, he had a little feel around and he was like, yeah, you should probably go and see the doctor. So I went to our student health center and they did a few tests and kind of felt around and they were like, you should probably go to the hospital and just get a scan, um, get a blood test and just see, you know, rule out it being the appendix basically. So I was like, oh, I'll go and get it done just to rule it out. Went to the hospital that day, um, did a blood test, did a scan and yeah, it was my appendix. So, um, and it was, it hadn't burst, but it was like pretty bad, pretty inflamed. And they were like, we've got to do surgery straight away. So um, yeah, that day I went from like thinking oh, I'll go and see the trainer. to like having, having surgery um, within the space of a few hours and stayed in hospital that night. Um, was actually back home the next day, like pretty okay. Like walking around, walking around is still uncomfortable. And that's now six days ago that I had my surgery, but um, I'm able to, you know, move around a little bit. I can't run for a little bit longer, hopefully not too much longer, but um, I'm able to, you know, walk around now without too much discomfort. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of hectic times and yeah, I no longer have an appendix. So fun, fun times. How have you been Bastin? Any drama, <laughs> any drama going on with your life? Well, the Stanley cup playoffs are going on. So oh, wow. watching a lot of hockey Stanley cup. Oh wow. Yeah. You've really got into ice hockey, haven't you? Yeah. Kind of. We're repping the wild jerseys tonight. Nice. Big game six down three, two. What so. team is that? This is the wild. Yeah. Iowa wild Minnesota. Wild. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. My home state, you know? Yeah. Very nice. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, fingers crossed for the wild then. Um, so yeah, <laughs> with that, with my appendix, um, I'm definitely done for the season for the NCAA. Um, kind of like weighing it up now. Hopefully I won't be coming back to the NCAA. I'm hoping that I've, you know, done decently enough in the NCAA to like hopefully try and go pro uh, in America. I will be going back to Europe for the summer. That's like um, locked in. I'm going back to England for the summer. Um, so if anyone's in England wants to head for a run, uh, I might be a little bit slow for, for the first few weeks, but, uh, I'll definitely be up for it. Um, but then hopefully after the summer, maybe in August, September, October around then, um, hopefully I'll be coming back over to America. It's all very up in the air right now. And I do still have eligibility to come back and compete in the NCAA, but I graduate from college this week and I'd have to be doing classes again so yeah it's i don't know if i have other options i think i want to be done with the ncaa yeah yeah and it's like i don't know we hate having excuses but i i just feel like this year has not gone my way but oh man having this happen now especially after you know being pretty ill before indoor it's yeah it's the way it goes with running um but yeah, that's that's kind of my little story. Um, and I'll be back from it, but maybe not for a little while. Anyway, this weekend we have conference, Baston, 1500 heat tomorrow. Talk us through it, big meet. Huge, yeah, huge. This is a really important one. Nervous, <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah, Jay actually took me into his office earlier. 
And Jay like sat me down and was like, how are you feeling mentally about this? About conference? Yeah. And I was like, man, how am I supposed to be feeling? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just be, a, it's just another race. Terrified. Yeah. The, the least important of the two that I have coming up. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Um, especially like tomorrow is just the prelim. Um, so there's 12 guys, I think that make the final or in your heat. I think both. Okay. Yeah. I think 12 that earn my heat, 12 that make the final, um, two so, heats probably. Yeah. Yep. Two heats of 12 guys. So I think there's 24 total or at least around there. And really all I have to do is essentially place in the top half. Um, and I go in to this conference meet with the fastest seed time and by probably like three, 15 seconds. Oh, right. Okay. Three, but then probably another 10 to the next one. Genuinely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not to, not to disrespect anyone, you know, it's, there are some strong runners, but yeah, the 1500. Yeah. You should, should be all right. I'm a a pretty heavy favorite in this prelim. So hopefully, I mean, I, I should be able to win it, but if I don't win it, hopefully I'll be able to get top five and just get myself a spot into that final. And then, um, two days later. So tomorrow is Friday, Friday. Yeah. So Friday I'll run the prelim and then on Sunday, so I'll get a day off. Then on Sunday, I'll come back and race the final. Um, so yeah, kind of the goal just going into conference is just to get the win while using as little energy as possible. And even though that sounds like, like, Oh, he can get the win without using all of his energy. No, it's just more about like conserving as much energy for the big postseason races coming up, like regionals, regional final, and then hopefully, hopefully nationals in the national final. So yeah, I'm just ready to get out there, try to get a win and yeah. Yeah, will you be filming out there? Oh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it, there will be a video coming on the Fog Dog exclusive. Yeah, uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, if you don't know what that is, that's my YouTube channel. Uh, go and go and have a look. But um, that's the plan. I have been asked to volunteer actually tomorrow night, so we'll see if I can kind of you know work the camera while I'm volunteering. But um, I just want to say you should be a heavy favorite. You are a heavy favorite for this 1500, but I, I do have to mention historically you at conference, other than your cross country title, <laughs> I think uh, you've got a bit of a monkey on your back about running well at outdoor conference, um, yeah. indoor as well, technically after, yeah. after that mile, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think this one should be, should be the one where you break that curse i think i've i think i've got to go down as like the best worst runner ever in our conference yeah like genuinely I've, i'm always i always go into conference every year rank top three most of the time projected to win get into the race and place 10th or yeah yeah place 12th yeah. <laughs> or place 11th so yeah. hopefully this time i can crack the top eight score a point for drake yeah and uh Maybe, maybe if we're lucky, secure the win. Yeah, <laughs> that that was the the one that stands out is the 5K last year, but that was a 5K. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's a little bit different. I, I hope you'll have the, have the <laughs> wheels over, over 1,500. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, that should be good. And then do you want to briefly touch on regionals and kind of what the plan is going into that? Yeah. Um, first of all, like we don't quite find out who is going to race at regionals yet. So like on the list, there'll be 48 guys that make it, but like fog was saying earlier, there'll be guys that scratch, meaning they don't want to run the 1500 due to them either qualifying in other events, being injured, 
having surgery (laughs) or like just any other reason why they wouldn't want to run that particular event. So usually there'll be a a bunch of guys that decide not to do it in favor of something else. So kind of like once we find out who those scratches are and then what the heats look like when they divide the heats into regionals, I'll kind of just like devise a plan based on who I'm racing against and, and what's really going on. But essentially the goal of regionals is just to get by every round. And so it's the same as this heat at conference. You just got to place in the top half of everything you get in. And, um, that's kind of just the focus for the rest of the season, really. Yeah. Brilliant. That'll be good. I I don't know for sure what your plan will be, but I think I've got a pretty good idea. Um, yeah. Based on, based on your history with racing, but, um, who knows you might, you know, tuck in somewhere middle pack and yeah, be a little bit higher up. Um, and then yeah, kick through to get through the rounds, but looking forward to watching. Um, obviously I won't be there racing, but, um, yeah, you might be there. Maybe there is talk of me going to, you know, watch and potentially film and just hang out at regionals because, you know, why not? One last hurrah I, before, before I'm I encouraging leave. it. Yeah, I think we'll should. see. We'll see. Hopefully, I would love to do that, but we'll be my um, roommate. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what <laughs> happens with that. Um, that would be very, very good fun there. All right, with that, uh, I think we've kind of covered most of what we planned on talking about. You got. Anything else, Bastin? Or no, I think we'll um we'll probably come back with another episode after conference, just probably like a week or so after conference, like once the regional stuff is released, once we see who I'm racing against in the first round and just kind of everything to do with regionals and nationals and stuff. We'll probably have another pod, just talk about everything, not only about what I'm doing, but about what some of the other athletes are doing, like yep. some big names. Who knows? We'll see if Yard Nagus qualifies this weekend. One that is really interesting, actually, that you bring that up. That's that's a huge point. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. He's not qualified yet in the 1500. Yard Nagus, for anyone who doesn't know his name, he qualified for the Olympics for the US last year, ran 334 at conference solo last year. Placed second in the NCAA to Cole Hawker, who yeah. is the best collegiate athlete of all time. Yeah. And yeah he currently doesn't have a regional qualifier in the 1500. Um, he did run 339 at the sound running meet in California, like last week, but it didn't count for NCAA requirements, I guess. So he's now listed to run the 5k at conference. So who knows what's going on with him? So he's officially out of 1500. Technically. Yeah. Unless they do a last minute little switcheroo, but, um, I don't really see that happening. So yeah. That's kind of a mad one. Um, Good for me. <laughs> very, very. I mean, it opens it up, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Because when he's when he's in his best form, he's very hard to beat, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be cool. After conference, we'll talk about how conference went for Baston and then, yeah, have a look at some of the scratches. Um, I, I know one for sure sitting right here, um, <laughs> scratching out the 1500. You never know. You know what would be funny? If what? the final person in for regionals if if i hadn't scratched if i was there they would be out but if they came through make it through regionals and then win nationals i'll be claiming a little bit of that national title yeah could you imagine that that'd be kind of crazy like number 55 or something the like Cinderella a 342 story. guy yeah that would be sick hey i was 53 last year yeah 53 in the west and then goes through yep. qualifies through regionals makes nationals and then makes national final 
um stuff like that happens every year so you never know who knows but, yeah. yeah yeah fairy tale ending um but yeah sweet i think i think that's it so stay tuned we'll be back after conference talking about how conference went and what's going on with regionals um yeah thanks for listening thanks for watching if you're on youtube and yeah i guess we'll see you or you'll see us in the next one perfect thank you